Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons. We're back this week, episode 57, episode two on the Geek Out Show Network, but episode 57 in the main uh, continuity of our, our, our Nerdicons universe here. I am your host, Russell, with me. Joining me are, remember, we now have two, three hosts now. Three of us. Three. Three. Tree. We got Tree. We got tree hosts now. Um, tree. Joining me as always since the beginning of time from the mobile studio. He's back. He's back in back in mobile, coming at you from his car, his Nissan Sentra or whatever, probably a Honda nice. Civic or something like that. Um, no, totally wrong. It's Carl. Carl, say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. I missed you. Did you miss me? Now I get to miss Damien and Ross. <laughs> and. Speaking of Damien, joining us from the past, because he's an hour behind us in Central Time Zone. Damien, say hi to everybody. This is Damien from the past, letting you know that hopefully you all had a great Thanksgiving and ate all your food and you haven't gotten sick from leftovers. Yes, (laughs) let's, 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 let's start off with our weeks. I mean, we always like to talk about our weeks and you guys love hearing about our weeks because you keep listening to us. Um... (laughs) Let, we'll start with Damien this week because we started with Carl last week, so we'll switch it off. Damien, tell us about how, how how's your week gone since the last time we talked to you. Shoot, uh, I <laughs> if we're gonna get real world here, I had to get co- tested for COVID twice because some people Yo. can't keep their masks on, uh, and then don't tell you that they've contracted COVID until the last minute. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm positive. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah. Long story short, it was a person who I shared a car ride with that we hung out on a rooftop. So I was like, all right, cool, it's a rooftop. We shouldn't have to worry, but I'm going to keep my mask on. And then I find out yesterday, and this was about, this was the day after I came on the show. So last Saturday, I believe. And then the guy tells me yesterday, oh, by the way, uh, I had a fever when I hung out with y'all the night that weekend before, and I just tested positive for COVID. So... Not only did I have to get one for a, a job application uh, last week, but now I had to get one today uh, because mm-hmm. of this gentleman. Even though I feel fine, no no symptoms or anything like that, but just doing my due diligence to, uh, to do that. So people, if you know you're sick, why are you making plans to be with people if you're sick? That, that is not, no, not smart. Point of quarantining. <laughs> like, I, like I, I have allergies right now. And- right. My throat dries out and I get a little tickle cough and I'll, you know, post nasal drip and all that fun stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. every time I just cough around somebody, I'm like, oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, or I sneeze. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, because I, I do, I do, sh- I mean, we have a wall between us and all that fun stuff, but I do share an office with somebody. So it's like, he's like. No, nah, brother, it's fine. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it, man. Okay, good. <laughs> He's such a nice guy, too. And I'm like, I don't want to give you COVID. He's like, no, you're good. <laughs> but no, continue. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And, and and for those who don't know, I moved from New York to Dallas about two plus years ago. Uh, I've been trying to live as much as the East Coast New York lifestyle as possible. And the reason I say this is because I'm, I have no, I chose not to have a car. I live near mass transit. So what winds up happening is to get a COVID test, 
90% of the people who go to get COVID tests now are drive-through clinics. Mm. So for a guy who doesn't have a car, it's hard to get a COVID test in a drive-through clinic. And Uber and Lyft don't want to take you in a drive-through clinic, even if you tell them, <laughs> hey, I don't have symptoms. Can you do me this favor? So the last couple of days has been trying to figure out who trusts me enough to know that I don't exhibit symptoms that can like do this half an hour quick test and drop me off back in my apartment until my you know, uh, results officially come in. So I'm fine. Again, physically, I'm a natural hermit by nature. I work from home before mm-hmm. lockdown happened. I only go out to go buy groceries, you know, and, and go to the video game arcade I'm associated with. I have a working uh, relationship with. Other than that, I'm not out partying here in Dallas because some people forgot we were in quarantine and they're acting as if it's status quo. But other than that, uh, it was a pretty peaceful Thanksgiving. Uh, Since my family's in New York and they're both, my parents are both sick, I didn't want to take the risk of going out there and and seeing them. So I just had a phone conversation with my parents because they don't understand technology. So they couldn't do the video chat thing. So what I did was I made myself some bomb-ass salmon and some pizza throughout the day. And I was just watching Christmas movies and football. And that was my holiday. And then I went to a Friendsgiving late, late Thursday night where we played rock band and drank beer. And that was awesome because I wound up singing Cult of Personality for you wrestling fans out there. Uh, and (laughs) and And a few other, you know, a few other songs that... Only if Damon's had one too many, he will actually sing. And that was my my Thanksgiving week. Uh, so I'm alive. I'm healthy. So for those who are listening, don't worry. I'm good. And if you don't hear from me in about three weeks, uh, you can call my parents and let them know something happened to me. So so what Christmas, what movies did you watch? Tell us about the movies you watched. Oh, I did MCU. I, I did the same thing last year. I did the MCU. I went back and I watched the ones that I personally like. So yeah. I watched Winter Soldier, I watched Ooh. Civil War, I watched Endgame and Infinity War and Guardians One and Spider Man Far From Home. Those are my those those are my favorites. And then today I watched Black Panther because today was the birthday of Chadwick Boseman. Right. So so I watched all my greatest hits and I'm like I'm great I'm good I'm thankful I got food in my belly I got Marvel movies on the television. I got friends around me who play video games and nerd out and they're not assholes about it. So all all's el- well that ends well, as they say. Nice. All right. Any any pickups this week? Did you get any collectibles or anything? I put actually a down payment. Uh, I pre-bought three Funkos. Oh. Uh, they're all, they're, of course I was. Uh, <laughs> they're, all, they're all Transformers related. And this this new line that's releasing December first, uh, Optimus Prime, Megatron, and Soundwave, which are my three favorite Transformers of all time. I believe oh, you know what they are. The Funko Wave. Yeah, the new Funko Waves that are coming out December first. Okay. No, I didn't know there was a. Is it, is it a wave or is it a is it a pop or is it a particular? Oh, it's a Funko new... Pop. Okay. Oh, okay. The Funko yeah, Pops. Okay, okay. Because I was like, the PCS statues are coming out soon. No, no, no. They're, they're and, Funko Pops. Yeah. And it's those three. Mm-hmm. And the red, the 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 red, the Transformers red wave is supposed to hit Walmart soon. And the Walmart first in uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the first three of those are Optimus Soundwave and Megatron. So I was like, 
oh, did you did you, did you buy a fifty dollar statue? <laughs> We're not there yet, guys. We're no, not no, there no. yet. <laughs> no, but uh, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Carl, yes. T- tell us about how it is working with your aunties at Joanne Fabric this week. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, hey, fine, those are his I'm... words, not mine. <laughs> it's like if you had a bunch like if you had a handful of cool aunts and maybe some like younger cousins you know that's what it's like working there they're all everybody's real nice everybody's cool they let me do my thing um fine uh i'd have to say since i'm the only one that does what i do there they went through black friday to like well they were closed on thanksgiving but they were still working, but the store was closed. Um, so two and a half days without them cleaning or fixing or doing anything in the store. So when I came in Saturday night, it looked like someone threw hand grenades down the aisle, especially seasonal. <laughs> and I was just like, they got to get another guy like on the days I'm not working. Cause this is ridiculous that like, I mean, they didn't even change the bathroom garbages in two days. Like, that's ridiculous like ridiculous like um i i still enjoy working there i'm not complaining like like, oh i am complaining but it's just i put that on and then they want me to do other projects and stuff like the head manager oh you think yeah i'm like yeah but you know if you had someone on the days that i'm not working or during the day maintaining the store so when i come in at night yeah I can get done certain things done quicker. So then I could do these little projects you want. So, but other than that, um, university's fine. They're thinking about bringing, uh, supposedly they're bringing back who on the undergrads who want to come back for the spring semester can come back. But you know, if you, they're totally fine. If you want to remote remote learn, I think they're sweating cause they're not making, uh, any money charging these kids for room and board. Mm-hmm. I still think it's foolish. I think it's dumb. But like, because one, just like, you know, these are kids from all over the world and all over the country. And logistically, yeah. it's like, do you really want to bring all your stuff? Because like, the semester is what maybe like three and a half months, maybe. Yeah. Okay, maybe five months, four and a half months, five months. By the time you're all moved in and you're settled in, you're moving out again. So why would you want to? Like yeah. learn from home that, and I think it's just safer, but anyway, that's that. So we're gearing up, uh, trying to get all the buildings and everything ready for when they come back in the spring. Um, at least you don't have to I worry get... about sports. True. Yeah. Being at a, being at a, a Ivy league university, y'all don't have to worry about sports this year. So yeah, well, probably a load off your plate. Well, isn't there college basketball going on this year? Not in the Ivy League. Oh, Ivy smart. League shut it all down. Smart. See what I did there? Smart. But <laughs> uh, um, well, they're going to have the kids spread out. Well, especially, too, because my, my areas that I'm assigned to that are, like, and the people that are under me that are assigned to are mostly upperclassmen. And stuff like that. And I can't imagine too many kids. I, I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. But other than that, work was great. 
Um, working a lot. Nice to get that second check. Um, mm. what did I watch? I started watching Marvel Six One Six on Disney Plus. Is that good? Because I've been interested in checking that out. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. Um, the first episode they got me right away because it's all about the Toei Spider Man. Mm. Didn't really give me that much new information about it, um, but it was cool, fun little thing. Because like, I mean, obviously I love Spider Man, but the Toei Spider Man's kind of like. I wouldn't say guilty pleasure, but it's like one of my favorite things in Spider-Man. So, um, and it's just, it's just cool. And it's what kind of burst Super Sentai. You wouldn't have Power Rangers and stuff like that if it wasn't for the show. It was like the first for a lot of things. Yep. And it's just, it, it had so much heart. It was obviously really cheap because low budget mm-hmm. in Japan with those shows, but like it had a lot of heart and like, um, it's just, it's just a fun show. It, you know, it's silly cause it's like low budget at times, but I mean, good, but it's cool. Um, other episodes, um, the last one, the Marvel methods more about like the writing process and coming out with a comic from Marvel and it heavily uh, features Dan Slott and I hate Dan <laughs> Slott. I know you hate Dan Slott and it makes him look bad, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just like, Oh, he, he's, just comes off. Uh, oh, I just hate Dan Slott. Um, <laughs> Who do you hate more, Dan Slott or Kevin Smith? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. The fact that he has to think about it. <laughs> In all honesty, let me I'd ask prob- you this question. Let me I'd ask. Probably you let question. Kevin Smith live. <laughs> like, honestly. You, have you ever liked anything Kevin Smith has ever done at one point in your life? Yes. Okay, did you at one point in your life like something that Dan Slott has done? No, not really. No, okay. I mean, well, 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 Superior Spider-Man, I did enjoy. I thought it was interesting, but then, I don't know. Let's just say I enjoyed Kevin Smith's early work a billion times better than the one time I enjoyed... Um, in slots like <laughs> one storyline you've enjoyed more kevin smith than you have dan slot yeah plus i i don't really feel like kevin smith's never like destroyed my favorite character so um like he's never written spider-man unbearably um but no, it's a good series. I, it's interesting. It's and also really, they have an episode about. Um, it's very female centric, and it's cool because just like it gives you a little bit of history of the females that were working and wrote at Marvel. That you, and especially like at a time when like you didn't know that there was females like writing stuff and. Right. It, it was interesting. It's real interesting. There's a one on cosplay, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like if that's your thing, but. Um, you know, they have a toy episode, and you get to see. It's funny is uh, a couple of the figures they show off in the show actually came out today. Um, <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> so it must have been like a it, year ago it, that they filmed it. Did you get those figures, Carl? 
Oh, well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Let me finish what I've got. Uh, okay, well, well, you sound like you were finishing up completely. Sorry. No, no. You, you got to try rushing me along. I, I, I've learned to, to cue in your vocal cues here, man. You know, well, sometimes I can be a little slow. Um, <laughs> I'm on the last episode of uh, You're the Worst, which I think is a hilarious series. Um I mean, the two main characters are very despicable people, but you grow to love them, and they're mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, I, 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 I suggest giving it a shot. Just highly, too highly dysfunctional people that wind up in a relationship, and it's just, it gets funny. I, I, I think it was a very underrated show. Um, what else? Did I watch anything else? Oh, obviously, I watched The Mandalorian. That's a must. Um. And then, okay, so I went to Target Friday night, and it, uh, I was hunting down the retro card rogue. Uh, it said they had 12 and 7 in the back, mm-hmm. nowhere to be found. So I asked the nice employee that went and got me two. I went to the self-checkout, and they wouldn't ring up. And the girl then to, uh, the girl that was watching over self the self checkout um really sh- like crap attitude took them from me so we can't sell them. I was like what is this with the street date crap this isn't the record industry i always have a problem at this target i'm going to call corporate she's like well we can only sell them to you they're street dated for sunday you'll have to come back i'm like all right that's fine and when i come back and they're not here because I'm going to come back when it's open and they're not here. I'm calling corporate. Well, you have every right to do that, sir. I just tired of Target. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, thanks. Thanks for your help and your concern with, you know, customer satisfaction is obviously your goal. Um, I'm just tired of Target. I'm just tired of Target <laughs> and their exclusives and, and street dating stuff. Like, I can't, like, pirate a figure. You know what I mean? Like, the street date and Target's the only one that does it. The street date's crap. Like if something ha- comes into Walmart and they have it, they put it on the shelf. You know what I mean? Out of any other store, I don't have this problem. It's only Target, and I wish Hasbro would straighten the, the, them out because it's I, I don't. It's obviously not Hasbro. It's obviously Target, and I don't know. They just whatever. But so then I uh, got up, uh, went to Target before they open because now they're opening at seven instead of eight so i was out there at 10 of seven ran into a few other collectors were cool um they actually had a deal i only bought one because i can't spend that much money in this christmas season just on myself so i got the figure that i absolutely wanted i got a rogue um but they were all gone uh because they had a deal that was buy two get one free yeah. So, you know, they got, you know, a Gambit, a Rogue, and another Rogue. Uh, these guys are real cool. They're like, yeah, I'm getting a couple of them for trade bait because I know people want a Rogue. Because the previously released Marvel Legends Rogue goes for like $100, $150. Yeah, $20 figure. Huh? What's wrong with a $20 figure? Well, selling a, buying a $20 figure for $150? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, I got you. That's, cool. That's where the yeah. You know. So everybody <laughs> wants, wants, wants. I mean, market rogue. dictates, I guess. 
Right. Everybody wants this Rogue because guys, it's basically a re-release on on a retro card, and it's got a new nice head and hair sculpt. Like it looks really good. Um, so they were talking, and then I met a guy if he listens because I suggested the podcast, and he subscribed like right in front of me. So Joe, how you doing, man? Shout out to you. It was great meeting you. Cool dude, really cool dude. Uh, into a lot of the similar same things. He's a huge Marvel Legends collector. And he was sending me some pictures on Instagram of, like, some of his collection. It was really cool. Like, he's got some, like, deep cuts uh, with the old Toy Biz Marvel Legends. And he was a real cool guy. And it's it's cool when you run into people that are actually genuinely cool. Mm-hmm. And then me and him were talking. There was another gentleman there that, when I say, <clears throat> he was nice, but, like, he was going through every single, like, he bought multiples of everything, but he's going through every figure, like in like in putting it up to his face, inspecting it, and it's like, oh brother! But he looks how people imagine guys like us look. If you know what I'm saying, got it. You know, like the you know, I'm just like, oh, comic book and action figure collector. Well, they probably look like this, and like, yeah, he's what people I think. Would assume we look like, you know, but um, yeah, we're a nice enough guy. And I, I, we were talking. I was like, yeah, I feel bad making fun of him because maybe he's like actually a real collector, but he looks just like the stereotype of what mm-hmm. people picture in their head of what guys us look like when we all come from all different types of walks of life. You know what I mean? Um, because me and this dude Joe we're like both heavily tattooed and like into like. You know, all sorts of different music, especially like, you know, like hardcore and punk and metal and like rock, like rock, you know, like he is in a band. Like we stood for like like an hour and a half, two hours just talking and we were just standing there in the store. Uh, I forget the, the guy and his son that we're talking to, but they were really cool um, and from the local area. It was, it was actually really nice to like actually run into actual collectors and have a conversation and like it wasn't just like because mainly me i was trying to beat the scalpers mm-hmm. you know and the flippers and like yeah they're like oh yeah i'm buying it like they were like so worried that you we thought they were scalpers or uh flippers you're like oh, i'm just buying a bunch of them for i was like for trade bait he goes yeah because I, I bought a couple of troopers so i and i traded people you know for other figures because that i needed you know, I wasn't trying to, like, I'm like, it's cool, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm not eating on you if you did, but, like, I, um, but it's cool. It's satisfying when, like, it's, it, it, it makes you feel good when you run into actual genuinely cool collectors, like, they just love it. Uh, so, I, I got my Rogue. That's the only thing I acquired, um, this week. Probably going to be for a while because I'll just feel guilty if I buy anything for myself during the Christmas season. I just ask for a lot of stuff like, "Can you get this for me?" Because <laughs> um, that's what we did on my card. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that's what we did on my birthday. Um, I went to the Disney store at our local mall because I didn't. Uh, I didn't know they had a Disney store, and I walked in there and I found this awesome X Men hoodie, this Spider Man. And I'd never really been that type of guy that would, like, get, like, a Spider-Man jacket. But this thing was so awesome, I had to have it. And then I got the uh, Diamond Select Boba Fett. And she's like, all right, well, these are all going to be for Christmas. You can't have them till Christmas. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, 
But um, yeah, like I'll drop hints like that. But uh, other than that, uh, that was my week. So Russ, tell me about your week. I hope it was uh, a good one. It was fine. Uh, a lot of paranoia. Um, we went up to my in-laws for Thanksgiving, and we did do a little uh Black Friday shopping on on Friday. So it's like I'm like uh, I'm in public, but you know we're wearing masks. And it was really different being up in Northern Virginia where everybody's wearing masks. Whereas I'm in, I'm in Southwest where people are like, no, I'm going to go to the Outback and get my fancy meal and I'm not wearing a mask. My right. America. It's America. Right. I don't have to wear a mask. America. 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 Look at my browning shirt with my deer. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is, what is that? Look at my John Deere camo shirt. I don't care if you die. Yeah, <laughs> my rights, uh, dude. Come on, but um, you know, and my parents are older and have some. So I'm like, my sister is in Chicago, and she's working. She is a, a physician's assistant, and so mm-hmm. she's in it. Got it. In it. And um, so she's sending us messages. You need to not do this. Need not do this. And we're like, I'm like, do we do this? And my parents were like, just go. We're not, we're not concerned. We know what we know. You know, my in-laws take every precaution. My father-in-law is 75 years old. I mean, he goes to Walmart every day. Um, my mother-in-law is not quite as old. She, she works every day, but they take every precaution. My my brother-in-law works in a hospital, not he works in the office of the hospital, not as a medical professional, but in the office. So he gets tested a lot. And, and my, you know, the, my, my nephews are at home all the time. So they take all the precautions in the world. And my wife and my mother-in-law were like, Oh, we were, we were so safe on, on Friday. Don't worry. You know, don't worry. Don't worry. And so we got, we got the kids a lot of uh, Christmas presents. We got, my wife and I bought, I buy my Christmas present. She buys her Christmas present from each other. So we, we did that. Um, I did sell some stuff, which I will be shipping out tomorrow. Um, not making a lot of money off of it. Just getting back. Hey, what I, paid I have for a it. question. I have a question. You sold some stuff. Was it eBay? Yes. Yeah. See, I just sold a comic on eBay and I have not seen the, and with this new account thing. I've not seen it in my account yet. Yeah, you need to go on to uh, you have an account summary. When did you sell it? Um, a couple of days ago, like Friday night. Yeah, no, it's Saturday it's, afternoon. It, I'm sorry, sir. Have you attached your bank account to eBay yet? Yes, I've done all of that. And it's okay, so you need thing. to look and see when your payout is because mm-hmm. it's probably on Tuesday you're getting it or tomorrow. Okay. All right. um, I have mindset to every day, ex- so but every business day. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not liking the new way that they, they've ditched PayPal and they're not going through PayPal, and I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, the oh. only thing I like about it is that they're taking everything out up front. Yeah, I don't have to get that bill at the end of the month. Every that 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 is kind of nice, but I'm like, I want my money, and all yeah. my sideshow, all my sideshow payments come from my uh, PayPal. So I'm like, I don't. Want this. It's not about hiding money from my wife. My wife knows, you know, she knows that I I use my collection as currency, in right. a way. And she's like, yeah, just 
as long as we're not starving and you're not spending money we don't have and going into debt, cool. It's sure. not hiding money. It's about budgeting. It's about <clears throat> this money somewhere else that I know where it is. That that's my issue with it. But now um, it's going to like somewhere else. And yeah, it's like, now it's going oh, to my main account. I'm like, oh look at all this money. Yeah. Um no, I did get my I did get my refund from Marvel Unlimited, which I was pretty shocked at. Um so uh, that, what, how come you got a refund from them? Would you do I cancel it? I can't cancel my subscription on the day it renewed and they had already taken the money out. Mm. So I was just like, I'm not going to read all these comics. I'm not going to read $69 worth of comics this year. Um, so I got, I, I did that. Um, uh, Saints won today. Happy about that. Granted, Broncos had no quarterback, so it's kind of either win or you look stupid. Um, but um, I did, I did, I, I, I picked back up in the Clone Wars on Disney Plus. About mm, time. Yeah, I've been, I've been putting that off for a while. Um, so I'm, I'm still in season three, but still, it's, I've got, I've got a ways to go to get to, get to the new stuff from this year. Uh, that, that final season, man, and you could tell they poured money into that final season because the qual. I'm not saying the old stuff is bad quality, but like. It's got a theatrical quality to it. Right. Like, it's just stunning to look at. Especially the last, like, three or four episodes. It's just like, wow, this is awesome. And and, and I've watched... This is the first time I've watched one episode of The Mandalorian twice in one day. Or twice oh, before we recorded. Um, I mean, I've, I've watched a couple episodes in season one a couple times, obviously, because we watched through it again. Mm, mm, mm. But this is the first one I've watched once and then I've watched it again. And I Black Friday, I'm sitting there at eight o'clock in the morning and my kids are running around at my in-laws and I'm like, oh, let me put my phone up. Let me watch this. 45 minutes. Now I'm going. <laughs> um so that that was yeah, that was I was done really early and I was like, why is nobody talking about this? And it's like nine o'clock. I was like, oh, nobody's watched it yet. <laughs> So, um, but we are going to spoil the crap out of it. So we're going to do that after it's going to be our stinger. The stinger's back this week. So be prepared people. Um, yeah, there wasn't much. I mean, I, you know, spending at my in-laws, there's football on all the time. And, you know, I like watching football, but I don't like watching Stephen F. Austin versus Austin P. or whatever Austin team is playing. It's like, do do you really need to watch football this bad? Like when we were at the beach and there were no sports on, my brother in law was watching soccer. I was like, do you even oh. like soccer? He's like, no. Well, like, well, why are you watching it? He's like, because it's ESPN. Boring thing to watch. On. I thought like, baseball was bad. Soccer, it's like the only game that can end in zero zero. It's like what? I'm the hell? just like I'm just like I can't I can't watch. I just can't. You know I I have to be invested. Like we watched the Chiefs game because my 11 year old's a big Patrick Mahomes fan. He wanted to watch Patrick Mahomes play, so the Chiefs were on when he had a decent hour before he had to go to bed. So we got to watch the game. I watched that game. I don't like. I won't be watching tomorrow. Right. I won't watch Monday Night Football because I could care less. I don't even. I don't even know who's playing. I could care less. I won't be watching Pittsburgh Baltimore. I could care less. I watch my teams 
I don't just sit there and I'm like, and that, that's what my father-in-law and my brother-in-law do. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't. I just told my wife, I was like, I understand why you hate sports. I really do. Because she's like, when at, at my in-laws old house, when my brother-in-law and sister-in-law still lived with them, they would, um, there would be a downstairs TV on one football game. And then there would be an upstairs TV on a different football game. And it's like, are you kidding? She's like, this is what it was like growing up every Saturday. Oh, every no, Sunday. It was just like no. football, football, football. And I'm like, ah, I don't blame uh, you. So for they're, they're watching college and NFL all weekend, Ugh. all weekend from 10 a.m. till 2 a.m. on Saturday. And then they start right back up again Sunday until it's over. And I'm like, ugh. Because there's the double header. Like you've got CBS, you've got the CBS game and the Fox game overlapping. So one TV's on each one. And it's like, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I, I can't, I can't deal with all this. I'm like one game. I don't have to worry about that. Cause I'm a Jets fan and I stopped watching after the second game. Was like, <laughs> this season. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, so yeah, I was just like, okay, this was, you know, and I was going to watch stuff on my phone and then my wife, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law all looked at me and goes, Hey, we don't know what to get your kids for Christmas. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, we don't, we don't know what to get them. Can you go with us and pick it, pick the stuff out on Friday? Okay. I was like, you mean get away from all of this football and the children? They're like, yeah, you know, my father-in-law, father-in-law can handle it. I was like, okay. They're like, sweet. <laughs> I just put a mask on. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, okay. And so, yeah, we did that. I. I did a little toy hunting for myself. I didn't find anything, obviously. Right. Um, it would have been hard to buy because my wife would be like, what are you doing? What's this? Where's this going? Who's this for? Um, no uh, one. Nobody <laughs> else. Nobody. I put it up. Um, it's for um, <laughs> No, I, I, but yeah, so I did get a fine, I did get a, Email on my heavy Mando's been moved back. A, the final payment on that's been moved back a month, so got some time to save up eighty five dollars for that. Um, right. And I should be paying off my Death Trooper here soon, and I should hopefully get that before the first of the year. Maybe we'll see. Doubt it, but maybe after the first of the year. And other than that, I'm waiting for my Beskar Mando payments to start, which should be starting soon here because. I've in some of these Facebook groups, people are already getting theirs. And I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. So I think that's, I think that's has a lot to do with guys overseas and ordering from overseas. Cause yeah, they, probably, but they get it. They all get it like a couple months before us. Right. Like I haven't gotten any notices about payments starting, for which sometimes works out for the better because if there's any like QC issues or anything, right. They'll, they'll halt the American shipment fix what's wrong. And then send them out. Because, like, the first movie, Deadpool, this suit would come undone around the wrist from changing hands and stuff. And that was a big problem for like a lot of, like, you know, guys in the Asian market and European market. Um, so yeah. they delayed the American release, like, a month, fixed it, and then sent them out, which I was kind of grateful. 
Yeah, I mean, I did, I did have a, I did have a twenty-five dollar code expiring at Sideshow, so I kind of used it to pre-order the uh, Wonder Woman eighty-four figure. Okay. Um. So I did pre-order that. Right, that will be or, end of. Or the gold that's end of gold. next year. So. Which which one is it? It's not the Golden Eagle one, is it? No, it's not the, the Golden Eagle. That, that yeah, it's just a regular suit. Oh, that's a nice little figure. Uh, sculpted hair. Uh, so yeah. that's been pre-ordered. Um, let's add that to my list of ever-growing pre-orders. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you open that Hot Toys door. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, they allow you to make payments at Sideshow, which don't, helps don't out. Don't do it, Damien. Don't, don't open that door. I mean, open that door, but don't. <laughs> Again, like I said before, I'm I'm interested to at least appreciate the art of it all, but whether I'm going to make that fiscal investment, that's not happening probably until next year at the earliest. Uh, I, I've got I've got so much to say. I, I should take care of at least half mm-hmm. of all the pre-orders I have next year. So, well, I, I mean, for years, maybe get have... an extra extra hot toy in there somewhere. Nice. It'll take care of all of them if I drop those Spider Verse hot toys, which I'm seriously contemplating since I didn't put a deposit on those. Oh. Yeah, no deposit. I'm like, mm, maybe I'll cancel this order. Uh, put a deposit on it. It's like, $25 is a lot of money. <laughs> I still haven't pre ordered that Miles because I'm kind of waiting to see what my voice says. Um, but I, I, I might just have to pre order that soon because I don't want it to sell out. Cause I right. want that miles. That's the miles I wanted. Nothing in spider verse. It's just that style. Like it's cool to watch, but it's, I don't want to figure out it. Right. You know? And I'm, and I'm leaning more towards, you know, maybe down the line, getting the iron studios statues since they do yeah, have more of those out than just the two characters. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm starting to sell these, uh, neck of turtles since these pcs statues are so fantastic um and you know making oh, back what nice. i paid plus covering shipping is my goal if i make a little more because somebody really 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 wants them and wants to pay 85 dollars well, I, I think, for them, I think okay. you'll be able to get a, a nice chump of change for them i did sell the slash and leatherhead for about 69 dollars so nice you know they were only fifty. I'm like, eh, not bad. I can ship them. You nineteen dollar profit. That's that's not bad. Well, uh, some of it's going to postage too. So. Oh yeah, you do the free shipping. I well, used to do that too, and then I was just like, oh, I'm losing money doing this. I gotta start charging people shipping. I've made up. Like I thought I was losing money, but I did the math, and I've made up. Like when you <clears throat> sell a a Captain Rex for. $90 Star Wars Black Series figure. You kind of make up for the 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 $20 figure you sell and you have $7 postage. You kind of make up for it. So, it's yeah. kind of I I I've I've come out ahead in that. Um nice. plus I think it gets you more looks on eBay if you have the free shipping. Oh, oh or, for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that was my week. I I I didn't eat entirely too much 
My in-laws, since they are in a temporary apartment, since they're building a new house, decided we were going to do, like, we were going to, we went over to my brother-in-law's house and we, um, we got, um, Cracker Barrel Mm -hmm. to go. They, they ordered it a couple of days before and (sighs) it was pretty good. I love me some Cracker Barrel. Um, Cracker Barrel, a long time. It was it was just easier to do that instead of somebody cooking. And Their vegetables are so good because they just lather them in butter. But anyway, I just I just had some mashed potatoes, some mac and cheese, and some turkey. Uh, oh man, I even had their lima beans and they're delicious. But again, it's like <laughs> they, they're like it's like they're cooked in like straight butter. Like <laughs> right, I don't eat lima beans, so I didn't eat any. Neither lima do beans. I, but I'll eat some cracker barrel like lima beans for sure. <laughs> but. But yeah, but, that, that was my week. Um, and I love Cracker Barrel because they have every flavor of moon pie in that front store. I love <laughs> moon pies. I love moon pies, dude. Like, and they have like every flavor. I'm like, yes, I will buy one of each of you. Well, my sister anyway. on Friday, because Cracker Barrel does pies 80% off on oh. Friday. She went and bought a ton of pies because her family was coming over, and they're much larger than my uh, wife's family. Because I think she has in numbers or in size. In, in numbers. Size. Like, in, numbers. Like, in numbers. They're much larger. Uh, <laughs> she has at least three sisters and one brother. Okay. And multiple nephew nieces and nephews. All right. So and yeah, they. They, they, yeah, there was a lot of people at her house, um, on Friday. So I was like, y- y'all have fun. Okay. I hope you know where everybody's been. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we're not going to see you for months <laughs> till, till after Christmas. Um, okay. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was the week. Um, they did hot, hot toys and everybody didn't really, there were some good deals like, uh, Iron Studios had a 70% off deal going for some of their statues, but I couldn't find any statues I wanted for 70% off. Um, Sideshow had their things. I've gotten pretty high up in rewards points from the Geeks Giving. I got $25 worth of rewards sitting in my account right now. I'm going to wait and see Tuesday what happens with their Christmas holiday giveaways, see how much I can get. Maybe... If I sell some of these turtles, I might be able to swing and get some rewards points. And I don't know. What? That, that, that Empire Strikes. Excuse me. That Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader still sitting out there. Hmm. I don't know. And that price is nothing but going up online since sad news today. David Prowse has passed away. Um, he played Darth Vader. Um, that leaves, I I believe, of the main cast that was credited. Han Solo and Mark Hamill, I believe. And Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO. That's right. Of of the main cast of the original Star Wars that are still with us. So it's, you know, we're getting to that age where that that property has been around that long that, you know... These yeah. actors are are getting up there in age, and um, 
you know, Mark Hamill's my dad's age, which is like, oh, wow. Mark Hamill's going to be 70 next year. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Harrison Ford's well over 70. Um, <laughs> Harrison Ford, I think, is close to 80. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, well, he was no kid when he did those movies. Yeah, he was in his 30s when he did them, I believe. But, um, okay. yeah, Harrison Ford's 78. Yeah, he's he's getting up there. He's getting, and Billy D is too. Um, Billy D. It's going to be a sad day when they all go, but I mean, I hope mm. I hope they live much longer and have much more to do on what I don't. I, don't, I need to stop talking about this. Okay, because I'm going to make myself sound stupid. But uh, other news: uh, Daredevil. The rights for Daredevil revert Tuesday back to Disney, right, Carl? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Carl, you you sent out a a, a petition. Yeah, on your I'm one Facebook. of the people that signed it, and uh, you know sent it out and shared for other people to sign that we want Charlie Cox's Daredevil back. So, and, I I really hope so. I I think Mar Disney and Marvel would be stupid not to, and it, it's been talked about so long bringing him back, like. You know, in the rumor mill that, like, he is going to come back. Like, if they didn't, like, right. it would be stupid. Because he was a fan favorite. And I liked him so much as Daredevil, I really can't see anybody else playing Daredevil. I liked all of them. I didn't even, I just didn't like Iron Fist. But I, I think Kristen Ritter, even uh, what's-his-face is Luke Cage. Uh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. Like, I thought they were great. I, I mean, hope I... bring them all back. My thing with the Daredevil cast, I didn't have any issues with anybody in that cast. Uh, they were like perfectly cast, and I, I, that it, makes, like I'd love to see Spider-Man and Daredevil team up and go against Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, and have uh, what's his face back as a Punisher. Oh, it would be so good! Like to see them in in the EC the MCU would be great. Like. Personally, but well, yeah, I mean, no, I just love that Daredevil. We we discussed how they could introduce Daredevil in the MCU, and I think I think that's the way to do it, Damien. I mean, we we said Peter's gonna might need a defense lawyer in whatever the third movie is going to be called. Right. Why not have Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, be that guy? Right. I just think it's a, it's a subtle way to introduce him and you could build off of it. I don't know. Well, it was similar to, it was similar to when they introduced him to Jessica Jones, where he wound up being her defense attorney. And when Froggy and him were looking for cases at some point, I believe in season one, they threw down the mention of of Miles Morales as a potential client. So, that's an easy, like you said, it's an easy fix. It's an easy way to introduce him to the MCU. Uh, I'm going to quote a wrestling theme here and say, hey, imagine the pop if Charlie Cox just walks in. You just see the cane tap down going into the courtroom as his lawyer. And even if even if we can't watch it in theaters, at home, all of us are going to be jumping out of our seats, even if it's that one cameo where he's, Working with Peter Parker and saying, "Hey, I'm his, you know, I'm his defense, Matt Murdock, blah blah blah," and, and everybody at home is just gonna be like, "Oh my God!" Which I think, to 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 Russ's point, 
is a lot better way to introduce it than having a Daredevil already established in the MCU as a crime fighter. I'd rather that be saved for his actual movie, unlike what they did with Spider-Man and, and Civil War, where he debuted in another person's movie as Spider-Man and not Peter Parker. So I think to whet the appetites for future MCU events, if you plan on using Charlie Cox, I think that is the best way to use Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if even if it's 10 minutes of the film he's in there, do that because it's a lot easier to digest, even for those who didn't see the Netflix series, to say, who the hell is Matt Murdock? And then they look it up and then they mm-hmm. realize, oh, crap. Matt Murdock is Daredevil and the same actor who played him on Netflix because inevitably we're going to Google it. People who have not seen the show right. are going to Google it and make the connection. And who knows? Maybe Marvel will win the licensing of the actual Netflix uh, you know, films or, or shows. And, and then they'll sneak it into Disney Plus 18 that, that they've been advertising <laughs> recently. And then we well, get to see all the uh, Defenders. Well, at the same time, it's it's... Even if you do have Charlie Cox, you do have Vincent D'Onofrio. You have all those people yes. going, and you you can um, you can Tom Bombadil them. Like Peter Jackson said with Tom Bombadil, it's like I'm not saying it didn't happen, but we're not saying it it's not happening. So, you know, you could do that. Also, I think throwing in Vincent D'Onofrio's character is a no-brainer, his version of Wilson Fisk, because he fits into so many different angles on the ground-based MCU. If we're going to start, if we're going to move a little bit more toward, you know, outer space and the supernatural, fine, whatever. But there's going to be eventually ground-based MCU content in form of the series, like Ms. Marvel, for instance. I think sliding in Vincent D'Onofrio, his kingpin character, going up against a young Kamala Khan and kind of matching, you know, matching his villainy against her budding heroism. I think that's a really good story we could visit also. So there's plenty of ways to, to incorporate their daredevil fixtures in the MCU. It doesn't have to be the movies. It could literally be Disney plus because at the way we're going in 2021, I don't foresee us all piling into movie theaters anytime soon. So the only way we're going to get consistent content is home streaming services, which I think is the perfect way to kind of get everybody in the door uh, and then get them reacclimated for an audience who may not have seen them previously. And the way they, they left Far From Home open, you could easily, like I keep hearing Craven and this Spider-Verse thing, but you could easily incorporate the Punisher too. And um, I always felt like in the MCU, the way they have it, I think... Matt Murdock is the perfect and Daredevil is a perfect um, teacher for Peter Parker when it comes to street level crime like mentally mm. I think that for this Peter Parker I mean in the comics they're like kind of like not too distant in age and stuff like that I think like I think Matt Murdock's probably like in his 20s but like um, I think it's perfect for this teenage Spider-Man and a Charlie Cox Daredevil that you especially get it away from the Iron Man crap, um, like Daredevil be his mentor. And it could even right. be a stinger, a stinger at the end that he meets him as Daredevil, like he meets Daredevil, like it didn't, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think that that's a 
great relationship to establish is Daredevil as a mentor to Peter Parker, Spider-Man. You know, because Spider-Man is very street level. Yeah, he has his super villains, but he deals with a lot of street level crime. Right. Stuff like that. And I mean, a lot of some of that stuff was cut out in the movies. Him dealing with the mafia and stuff like that. I think they even called him the Magia. Um, but I could be mistaken. But um, yeah, I mean, and it'd just be great. It's like, that would be a dream come true. Daredevil, Spider-Man, and then Punisher. And they team up. Like you can have Punisher going after Peter, and then realizing, oh, Spider-Man's a cool, or Spider-Man, and be like, oh no, this is a good guy. And then all three of them team up. Similar to the comics, to when Punisher debuted, when he was going after Spider-Man because the Jackal told him, you could easily spin that where someone, you know, he wants to kill Spider-Man because he thinks he's killed Mysterio. And at some point, there's a battle, like you said, between Matt Murdock's Daredevil, the Punisher again, because they know each other, there's continuity there, and both of them are trying to either, one, protect Spider-Man, or two kill Spider-Man and then by the end of it all you know they'll they kind of do the Marvel team up thing and just beat the crap out of the uh the kingpin even though that's yeah. that's less likely to happen but that's still that would be a very comics like storyline to do in terms of film to, and you could actually stretch that out over an hour and a half of who you know because remember if you go back and watch the Punisher's debut in Daredevil it was a similar thing the Punisher thought Daredevil was criminal and they went back and forth for like two episodes. And that was such a great like, episode, them like debating like their ideology and stuff yes. like that, like, like mm-hmm. and their beliefs. It was a great episode. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and even if they made Craven the antagonist, like Craven's hunting Spider Man too. You know what I mean? Who's gonna get him first? And then Punisher realizes he's a good dude, you know, and he's got Daredevil there, be like, No, no, this kid this kid's cool. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could be a great, great movie. And Wilson Fisk could be pulling the strings, though, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if I want to re- you know, reclaim New York, you know, as the, the crime boss, you know, I got to take out the spider guy and go after Daredevil and Punisher. You know, like, you know, I'll pit them, pit them against each other and stuff. Like, it'd be cool. It would be cool to see on film. Will it happen? Probably not, but it would be cool. Guy still there? Yeah, I'm here. I just, <laughs> I, just uh, I, I wasn't sure if we were. Do- I, I guess this moves us on. To, I'm, I'm, I'm a little discombobulated right now. Sorry. Uh, no worries. Uh, but uh, you know, we we discussed. Um, I think I think something that we can discuss back with. Um, with Star Wars that will tie into our our discussion later is probably I don't know if it's really gatekeeping, but you have fandoms like Star Wars that we have a you know you have the cartoons mm-hmm. and then you have the extended universe, the books and whatnot. And I think we ran into a big problem with, I think, the sequel trilogy with this is J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson decided, well, it's explained in the book, so why aren't you reading the book? It's like, well, you're kind of gatekeeping in a way. Is it gatekeeping? Are you a true fan of stuff if you're not 
reading, watching, and seeing everything. Because I, I saw a lot of this today was like, and this might, it's not a spoiler, but I guess I got to watch the cartoons. You know, with Star Wars. With Mando, we had Bo-Katan come in into this season and people are like, well, who is this character? What is this? What, 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 why, why should we know this character? Uh, oh, it's a cartoon character that they're, Brit- what? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know how I feel about it. And it's, I don't know if it's gatekeeping. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care who likes this stuff. I don't care what you like. Right. I'm right. just like, you know, I mean, if you're not like consuming all of it, are you a real fan? Right, right. You know, and and they talk about like, oh, well, I'm a real fan. I'm a real fan, but I'm not gatekeeping you here. But I'm I'm calling you out, saying you don't know this character. You know, and you're like, oh, that's cartoon. It doesn't count. Is it gate? Are they gatekeeping? Those are the ones I have a problem with. The ones that say it doesn't count because it came from the cartoon. Because there's levels to fandom. You know, there's there's you can be a, a, a entry level fan, see a couple of things on the Mandalorian because there's a whole bunch of people that only got on the Mandalorian train once the child came about. You know, once they found out about the child. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, um, this new you know this new character on Star Wars, it's Baby Yoda. Wait, who's old Yoda? Let's go back and check that out. Or, hey, why does the Mandalorian look like Boba Fett? Let's go check that out. So there's a lot of people who came in at that floor and, and face facts. Another fact is there's people our age, our age bracket, who didn't even watch the original trilogy. And they're just now getting into it. Am I going to poo-poo them? I appreciate Star Wars. I'm not a super fan by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not one of those zealots that will pitchfork you to death if you don't watch one episode. But I've appreciated it because I grew up in a household where my brother collected all the action figures. He saw all the movies. He had the books. Those people were talking about, that was my older brother. And he would share those things with me. And even though I'm not fully versed in it, I consider myself a fan or an appreciator. Do I love everything Star Wars? No. Did I have all the collectibles as a kid as much as possible? Sure, I did. Am I enjoying this new take on the lore? Yes. And I think if, if you can have that and bring in new fans and have old fans who want to educate new fans who may not know and not do the whole, well, you don't belong here because you didn't know about this, this, and that, that. Okay, fine. I'll go Google it then. Thanks. You know, thanks for your help, guy. So how are you going to be helping new fans if you're going to be uh, knife and pitchforking everybody who doesn't level up to your level of fandom. That's my two cents. And, uh, Carl, I, I, I don't know how you feel about it. I just, I, I, I just saw a bunch of people online, especially after Friday's episode, who were mm. just like, I don't, now I got to go watch that stuff. Uh, ugh, I don't want to go watch that stuff. Uh, they don't have to. Yeah. It's, it's a Google search, literally Wikipedia. There are documents where people can read this stuff yeah. and, and catch up on their own time. Yeah, and and I and I just I, I just it's like oh well I'm gonna go watch cartoons. <laughs> and I think it's on <laughs> filmmakers too to at least I, I know I said it a bunch with the and Carl and I have had these conversations on prior episodes. 
I was not a fan of the sequel trilogy. Okay. I thought it started uh, out well. By I no was very by no means were you a fan. <laughs> I start I started I thought I thought JJ started out on the good foot with the Force Awakens. I'm like, eh, it, it, it is a new hope, but it, yeah, at, at the same time, 2.0. he's trying to use the old technique of getting us to like these characters before we know who they are. You know, Got he's it. introducing a, introducing us these characters in a familiar way. So we're like, okay, this is the Luke. This is the Leia. This is the, this is the Han of the group. And, but then I, I, I feel like, I feel like it, and it just went off the rails with the last Jedi because I, I think it was just, he's like, well, fans think they want this, but I'm going to give them this. And it's like, mm, you're, and it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to completely ignore everything that came before. And like, I felt like, I felt like he did a disservice to storytelling and mm. just storytelling in general and all the groundwork that was laid. And I think part of the reason was uh, that, that there was such an issue with it was there's so much space between Return of the Jedi and where we are in Force Awakens. We're talking 35 years. There, a lot yeah. of stuff can happen in 35 years. Um, whereas we're sitting there in with, with uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, we're only talking about 20 years. And a lot of you are like, well, 20 years is a long time. Yes, 20 years is a long time. But once you're 40, 20 years is half your life. And you realize, wow, 20 years really isn't that long. But when you start looking at 30 <laughs> years, it's like, oh, 35 years, that's a long time. Um, you take 35 years away from my age, and I'm six. Um, that's a big difference. You take 20 years away from my age, I'm 20. You know, I, I still have some of the mentality of a 20-year-old. But I'm have the body Hence of a shell. Hence the show. <laughs> Hence a podcast, a young man's game. Um, but I just, I, I just, you know, and it was like, well, this was explained here. This was explained here. It's like, okay, the movies, in my opinion, need to be accessible to everybody. Agreed. Um, mm. The cartoons. I think that's that's for the really hardcore fans. But you know, I, think, I, I also think I'm go sorry. For it, Carl. Um, go for it. Because <clears throat> um, I, I know what you're talking about because of a, a, a statement by someone about oh well that's cartoons as kids. And my, my thing is also it's like okay well I mean Star Wars has a huge fan base whether it's hardcore to casual they just know about the movies because maybe. You know, that's as far as their geekdom goes, or, you know, or they're not that they're not into it, because maybe they don't travel in those circles to hear about right. stuff all the time. Right. Um, that and it's, I think, a preference of the medium, the medium, medium that you want your stories told in. You know, some people want live action. They're just not into cartoons. You know what I mean? They're like there's plenty of people that are super into awesome, geeky stuff. But it's like, yo, hey, check out this anime show. I don't like anime. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, I think it's like. You know, a preference of what, how you want to consume your thing, or people go by assumptions. Oh, it's a cartoon; it must be for kids, which isn't the case, really. Well, um, I mean, like I'm saying, like with the movies, you 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 can you can introduce a character like Boba Fett, like we did in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and you know, it's not that big of a deal. 
Now you're going to have hardcore fans who want more Boba Fett. So what do we do? Sure. Well, here, here's now we have these meet these new mediums of books and stuff. Here's all this, but somebody's saying I'm just a fan of the movies. I don't think is wrong. And it's no. like okay, you're you're a fan of the movies. I bought a T-shirt. Look, I bought a T-shirt. It says Star Wars on it. Woohoo! I'm a fan. For somebody who is um, emotionally invested, who is uh, to an extent, yes. Um, so there's some people that are very emotionally invested. In well, I think I, I think too with American audiences, cartoons are very hard to get across. The idea of, you know, I, I think The Simpsons has done a lot for cartoons, adult. I mean, not not, not I say adult cartoons, but PG thirteen and up cartoons, right. and. And I think, I don't know, there, there's a lot of, Revenge of the Sith takes on a completely, and, the, and the, even the prequel trilogy, when you include the Clone Wars cartoon in, into that canon, you're like, wow, this, these movies are so, a little better, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what, too, is that final season really enriches that time between and even uh, Revenge of the Sith. Between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, that cartoon really enriches that. So people that, like, aren't that hot on the prequels, yeah, you, I think you'd enjoy the prequels more knowing more that went on. Um I, well, here's an example I was thinking of, not just cause, not just Star Wars, but as I know, the question is more more in the spectrum of like everything that, like for example, like I'm gonna shoot over here, Damien. Now, Damien, you're a big Transformers fan, right? Yes. Now, just because, let's say, and you run into another Star, uh, Transformers fan. Because you haven't seen anything, does that not like if you haven't seen everything, does that suddenly make you not a huge Transformers fan? No, because it goes back to my earlier statement of I don't know where they got in on the fandom. Because I can tell you right now, for me personally, after G one, it took me like maybe fifteen years to go back and watch Beast Wars because I had no interest in it when I was younger, but because I wanted to give it a chance as I got older because it was content, I went back and I watched it. I try to get my nephew to watch the Netflix series and he refuses because my older brother, my older brother is a staunch G1 person. And he's like, nah, because I talked to my dad and yada, yada, yada. He hates it because my brother saw it and he hates it. But does that make them any less or more of a fan than I am? No, not at all. For instance, I tried to get my ex-girlfriend into Transformers. I tried to get my ex-wife into Transformers. They both hated it. I'm not going to be all mad about it because they didn't like, well, you know, what I didn't like. But, you know, to, to Carl's thing, I've met people from all walks of life who have only seen the Bay films and they are just like, nope, I refuse to like any Transformers. But then when I tell them to go watch uh, either the Cybertron, the Cybertron stories or the Energon series, people like that stuff or even the video games. I say, go back and play the old uh, Transformers video games. That's more indicative to the right. Transformers lore than watching these very bad Michael Bay films, or at the very least, go watch Bumblebee, and you'll feel like you're watching the G1 cartoon. 
and people are willing to give it a chance and then some people won't but i'm not going to sit here and say hey because you've only seen the michael bay film uh michael bay films that you're not a fan you're just got you just got in on a different level than i did that's all yeah i i i, I but i i just see that these people i saw a tweet that from a a blue check mark on twitter i'll, I'll just put it that way if I, if I said the name, Damien would be like, oh, that guy. Um, I'm not going to say his name on the podcast because I don't want you guys. Well, not not that our audience would do that, but um, I just don't want to call somebody out on it. Oh, I, you know, and it's like, oh, what is what? I only watch the live action stuff of Star Wars. I don't I don't need to watch the cartoons. No, I guess I got to go watch the cartoons. And it's like, dude. You, his whole, like his whole public persona <laughs> his is gimmick. I'm, yeah. I'm this huge nerd. I'm a toy nerd. I'm this. I'm. I'm like. Oh, 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 oh. It's like I'm making money telling people I do this stuff mm-hmm. as a side as a side hustle from his main gig, which is not doing this stuff. Granted, mm. his main gig right now is not paying him anything because. He doesn't get to sit back and catering all day. Um, David probably is like, I know exactly who you're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, it's like, dude, one of your best friends came on here and started talking about how you're not a real Star Wars fan if you don't like the movies the way he does. And I'm right. like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If if somebody doesn't rank these movies the same as you, they're not a fan like you are. If somebody doesn't get like, I'll say this: The Last Jedi was very divisive amongst Star Wars fans. I mean, I I don't think it was very divisive here. Um, and the Rise of Skywalker just completely went off the rails with that trilogy. Um, so much so that I rank all three movies in that trilogy as the three worst Star Wars movies. But that's yeah. my opinion. Um, well, all opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them. And I mean, I, I will say this: when I see people put them in the put the Last Jedi in there, or is the yeah the Last Jedi in their top three Star Wars movies, I'm like, oh, come yeah, on. You want to go? How much did they? Pay but I say that, that to myself. <laughs> I don't go out there and I wouldn't be like I, I would I would have a conversation with that person and be like, explain to me why. <sighs> explain to me why, and then give me the opportunity to, to, to enlighten you. It's to my opinion on it, not change your mind. I don't care if I change anybody's mind about it. You're going to like what you like and whatever, but having healthy discussions, like fine. Help me see this better. Okay. Right. If you rank any movie, any star Wars movie above empire, I'm like, what is wrong with you? But that's just me. Um, <laughs> I mean, that is the sequel of all sequels. I mean, every sequel, like, I mean, it's even in pop couple, like, it's even referenced, like, when someone's like, oh, well, I would have, like, someone asks an actor about a sequel or something like that, the sequel to a movie, they're like, we we feel this is our empire. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so ingrained in the pop culture. I mean, it's like the end-all, be-all of, like, sequels, you know, every, you know, but, um... I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I look, I, I saw that tweet was like, I guess I got to go watch the cartoons now. Well, it's you, like, you don't gotta, you don't, you don't gotta got to, you don't gotta, 
You don't gotta watch the cartoons now. I'm like, don't... I I think you're giving yourself a disservice if you don't, because it just enriches the story. Especially, you know, as, like, with the Clone Wars and, like, Rebels and stuff, like, if you like the look of Boba Fett, because there's really not much to go on if you're just a fan of movies, (laughs) it enriches the whole Mandalorian. Like, you get this whole history in... You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like you're doing yourself a disservice. Now I wouldn't say yeah. that someone that refuses to watch it isn't a true fan. And perhaps, you know, perhaps it's just not their medium. Like I don't. I've tried to read Star Wars novels, and I just I can't get into them how they're written. So that's not my preferred medium for you know my Star Wars. But I will take the cartoons. I'll take comics. I'll take you know. Um, but I, I wouldn't say anybody's not a real fan. Like you know. I just think if you're not consuming everything, one, I mean, it's almost impossible to consume right. everything they put out. Um, and that just goes across all the fandom, not just Star Wars, but especially Star Wars. There's no way anyone can, like, financially, financially afford, unless you're, like, you're well, well off, to consume hmm. every bit of media and merchandise that they put out that's got Star Wars stamped on it. You know what I mean, um, but I would never consider someone like not a fan. Like I love, I love Star Wars. I mean, I was the sequel trilogy almost killed my fandom for it, but um, the Mandalorian definitely rejuvenated it. But I don't collect any, like, I don't collect any of the figures. I don't think it makes me any less of a fan. I just no. don't collect the figures. You know what I mean? This is you know, to, but for me, that's just like. Well, that's more money I got to, sh- like, shell out on a totally different line. Like, you know, as much as I love Star Wars and love to get, like, you know, Jedi and Stormtroopers and all that stuff. Like, just like, like you know, you know, I'll, I'll, this is how I'll consume my Star Wars. I don't need any of the figures. And I, but I wouldn't consider myself not a real fan. I, I And I don't know everything. Like, I didn't read every book. I didn't read every comic. I mean, there's some people that, like, you know go down the rabbit hole with Star Wars and other fandoms as well, but I wouldn't ever say anybody's not a real fan. One, maybe they don't have the resources to consume everything or know everything. So, you know, I I feel like more like if you're a fan or, you know, hardcore fan or just a fan and you know something and someone doesn't know it, I think instead of being, oh, you're not a real fan, I think it's more like, oh, well, if you want to, you know, if you really enjoy it, you should watch A, B, C, and D. Yeah. You probably like it. I think you right. should more educate people than to like, you know, oh well, you, know, you don't know what happens in Amazing Spider-Man, you know, three twenty-seven. Like, no, I don't. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know I, I mean? like, I, I, as much as I, I mean, I really, I really want to start talking about the Mandalorian. So, I think, I think we need to move. We can move, segue. Yeah, so what we're going to do, guys, we're going to go through our, 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 our typical ending like we've always done. We're going to wait about 10 seconds, and then we're going to go full on into spoilers. If you don't want those spoilers, if, you want to wait, if you're waiting to binge the, the Mandalorian and you don't want the spoilers here, we're going to give you time. But we have been the Nerdicons. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Nerdicons Pod. Um, follow us, rate, review, subscribe on on your podcast apps damien what do you want to plug 
uh, Damon G Show on all your streaming platforms, Nerd Side of the Ring Thursdays at freeplayinc.com, and the Big Gold Belt Podcast also records on Thursday nights, uh, talking wrestling in a more intellectual way, less of an of a in-ring stuff. Uh, you can find us at BGB Group on Twitter and find me at social media or at Damon G Show as well. And Carl, for those of you who don't want spoilers, take them home. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. Like Russ said, you can find us on Nerdcons Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Echoes Dorkton on Instagram and me and my friends Toy Photography at uh, Instagram at Anonymous Plastic Addicts. Check out our friends on at our fellow shows or brother and sister shows uh, on the Geek Out Show Network. Check that check out them they're awesome um what else i think that's about it you know go go uh you know you're not a true fan if you don't listen to every single episode i'm just kidding um but (laughs) you're not a true fan of podcasts if you don't listen in nerd culture you don't listen to every single podcast no um and without further ado, uh, remember to keep your detox dust free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bag and board. Peace. All right, we're clear, and we are going to talk spoilers for the last two episodes of The Mandalorian. We will start with chapter 12 before we get into chapter 13. I do believe chapter 13 will take up more of our time because I believe there's a lot more going on in chapter 13, underlying stuff. But chapter 12 is called the, is it the, what is it? What is it called? Oh, crap. Uh, live to tape people and I'm I'm doing my best. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Mandalorian. What what I love their I love the names of the shows, but um I think it was the heist, but I could be wrong. Um The Siege. The Siege. The Siege, yes. Okay. Um so the basic story of the Siege is he uh, Din Djarin shows back up on Navarro with uh, Cara Dune and Grief Karga. And we, we're also also introduced to Horatio Sands, reintroduced again. We didn't haven't seen him since the first episode, to Horatio <coughs> Sands' uh, Mithral character. And Carl Weathers is trying to make, our Grief Karga is trying to make uh, Navarro a, 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 a spaceport on the Outer Rim that... He, a lot of people he's he's taken over governorship since we've last seen them and he's trying to eliminate the last imperial facility on Navarro. So he hires Mando to come with him. Uh, they put uh, obviously the child into a little schoolroom and it's it's kind of uh, a little fun scene there with the, with with him and and some cookies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some macaroons yeah i, I was like was he is there macaroons? Space, space macaroons <laughs> that cracked me up space macaroons like really yeah. <laughs> uh that, that kid is always hungry man he's always the, eating the eggs macaroons doesn't matter frogs but, um so we we got the the a little standoff at the imperial facility 
it, it becomes more of a this is now I do mind do mind that this is the uh the fourth episode of this season. So we're halfway through the season and this is the this is it for the trailer that we saw to begin the season. Right. So episode 5 on is all new stuff that we haven't seen before in a trailer or preview or anything. So I I'll just just mind you of that. We 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 obviously the 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 job goes south. They're basically trying to blow up this facility and they make some discoveries. Mm-hmm. Carl, do you, or either one of you want to get into what, what they discover in the facility? What looks to be Snoke, in my opinion, uh, for those who haven't seen it. Uh, I, I have, I'll be honest, I've perused and I've caught up and I'm thinking, wait a minute, are they cloning people here? Because I'm still a noob. To, to, to this brand of Star Wars uh, information. So right. Im- immediately I saw that, you know, the cloning and what looks to be another version of Snoke, which I didn't even know he was a clone. So that was pretty cool for me to actually <laughs> to see that. Say, oh, okay. So y'all just, y'all just making people. Okay. That I, I can rock with this. So that's the first thing I thought of. And then the mentioning of the midichlorians and you will go all the right. way back you know, back to the original trilogy. I'm glad they explain it in a way now where when we're younger, it's like, wait a minute, what do you mean it's in my cells? It's a living organism in my cells. And then as the episode goes on, I don't want to spoil too much for everybody else to jump in. But oh, no, we're spoil it. We're, we, we can spoil everything here. Well, no, I mean for, to, for y'all to get in there, but at the same token, to, to have the metachlorians explain more in detail as it correlates to the child whose name we'll get to eventually, that was a nice little wrinkle and callback. Uh, for me, at the very least, to explain it more in detail, I, 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 I Carl, I'll let you get into it too. Um, mm. It, it, uh, it explains why Werner Herzog's character at the beginning yep. wants the child so bad, and then we're like, well, how do they know about this child? And we, we kind of, in a way, find out in episode thirteen how they knew about him, um, but. I I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, so they're Carl, go ahead, talk, talk. I'm 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 trying to think and I can't right now. I'm I'm so trying not to give away too much on chapter thirteen, which we we, we want to spend a lot of time on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I mean I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Snoke. Personally, me, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably Snoke. The the more they stay away from the sequel trilogy, the happier I'll be. But <laughs> um, but if they can somehow enrich, if you want to call the sequel trilogy a story, then you know if anybody can do it, Filoni and uh, Favreau can. Um, but I it, it was a cool episode. Um. It felt very much a filler episode more than anything. It felt like a stop before the next stop. Like, you know, but, um, but I do, I do believe it. It, it, it laid some groundwork. It was more than the filler. In my opinion, I don't, I don't know what groundwork was laid in episode two of this season with, uh, uh, the passenger. I don't, I don't know what ground I, I guess it's, you know, I, I felt that episode was more filler. I feel like this episode, so though 
with with the tracker being placed on the razor crest, getting the razor crest back in working order, um, seeing what they were after the child for. We're getting more of Moff Gideon, and we see like those. I can't remember what they're they're not, they're not Death Troopers, but they're like the Super Stormtroopers or something. Right. Uh, in the in the black Death arm- Troopers, is it not Death Troopers? Uh, Dark Troopers. Dark Troopers, yes. Uh, I I don't know why that's escaped my mind, but so I think we're we're getting we're building we're building this episode builds very well to I think the last more of the last what what we're going to see in the last four episodes. Um, is it one of the best episodes of the season? Mm, it's up there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's not episode episode two was just I I don't know I I that that episode of all the episodes felt like a filler episode to me. This didn't feel like mm. a filler. I mean, we did get Moff Gideon back. To me, it felt more m- closer to a filler than anything. Like you said, it's a good point. It did advance the story of our plant seeds for like subplot lines or the plot lines like that we could get the end of the season true. Um, it's just, I mean, I, I've enjoyed every episode of the Mandalorian, even if it's a, we, not, I wouldn't say weaker, uh, maybe like you said, like the second episode was more filler. Right. Like I still enjoyed every aspect of it. Like, you know what I mean? But, um, I just didn't think it didn't get me go, oh, Ooh, Ooh, it didn't get me excited. Like it didn't get me going that much. I found, um, the battle's awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, when they're know, breaking it, out of the facility and the biker scouts are coming after them and you know, yeah, the, the any, scene with time you, anytime you get that trio together. Yeah. It's going to be like a fun adventure, which is something that was seriously lacking in the sequel children. I'm going to bash the sequel children as much as I can, <laughs> but, <clears throat> but getting them together, like when they're together, you know, something it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to watch. They're going to get into some, some, some mess. You know Shenanigans. what I mean? And yeah. I, thought, I thought the episode was well directed. I thought Carl, I mean, obviously yeah. there was the, the, the crew member who, Slid into a scene <laughs> by accident. Blue jeans guy, yeah. Blue jeans guy. Who? I wonder if he'll get an action figure, but he's already been deleted. Yeah, he's so already he's been, been edited right out of the there. episode. Um, but I, I, I do enjoy the episode. I, I, I wonder if we're going to get more of Grief Karga and Cara Dune the rest of the season. Although we did get a hint at more of her backstory of Cara Dune's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like every episode this season is setting up for a spinoff show, but I mean, I could see more spinoffs, but I don't, I don't, I don't think we need spinoffs for everybody. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, I keep saying, you know, but I, I, I think, I think we've exhausted chapter 12. I'd like to move on now, to chapter 13. Just real okay, quick. Okay. Go for Go ahead. That, that, um, I guess a line, a Republic, um, X-Wing pilot officer. He left her a Republic badge then. Right. That's what that, that is. Right. Like it's a police badge. Like she's going to be the marshal of that area. I take it. Which I I think it was that a replica of that. Cause that's a cool looking badge, man. Yeah. 
I think he's saying if she wants to come back, she can come back because we did when we were introduced to her, she did desert the Republic army when she was tired after, after the empire fell. And, but he also hinted at that there's a lot of stuff going on out here in this one area. We don't know why, why is there so much Imperial, you know, this, that, and the other, what is going so many on? Remnant Imperial, like, stuff going on and hiding out there. Basically. Yeah, and it also explained in, in the finale where all those Imperial troopers came from <laughs> in the finale last season. Because <laughs> it was just like, where did all these guys come from? They were here all the time. Um, but no, I, 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 I really want to get into Chapter 13. Uh, because I think chapter 13 for the, and I, and I, I don't, again, we, I'm not gatekeeping anybody here for fans who have consumed a crap ton of star Wars, including the cartoons, mm-hmm. namely clone wars and rebels. I, 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 I think this was a moment that I think a lot of them thought would never come in this episode. And me personally, I was worried that we wouldn't get an episode like this with this character, that we would get a stinger at the end of the season saying, Oh, here's this character. See it in a year. Um, But I think from out of the gates on this episode, I, I feel this was one of the best intros pre pre title card intros that we've gotten on the Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you know, okay. Basically we get a Soka Tano. Um, yes. she was teased in episode three of this season, the heiress when Bo-Katan sent, um, then to her and, Right when the title card pops up, I had so many thoughts going through my head. Like, this is amazing to finally see this character in live action. Perfect casting, which the fans absolutely loved. Dave Filoni's directing this episode. Dave Filoni helped create this character. And which I'm like... You, which <laughs> mind you to say, and especially with our conversation about hardcore fans... She was hated when she appeared. Exactly. Yes, she was. Of course she was. The hardcore fans hated her. And, and I don't, I watching some of those early Clone Wars episodes with her, she was kind of a annoying little kid, but you would have thought, yeah, as she should have been. And I, I'm like, I, I get why people hate her, but we didn't get, we, we get, it's just, I think people hated her because we got so much screen time with her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she was, she Never was in Skywalker. any of the movies are mentioned. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going, hold on a second. Revenge of the Sith. Obi-Wan's like, okay, well, we got Luke Skywalker, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, you and Yoda know where Ahsoka Tano is. Why are you not going to find her? And then you just sit there and think of the original trilogy and you have to understand George didn't have her in mind when she wrote the original trilogy. I'm like, these would have been a lot shorter movies had we gotten Ahsoka going after Vader than we would have if Luke went after Vader. But 
I digress. <laughs> After watching the intro to this episode, it's like, okay, well, you know, it is 50, almost 50 years later. Actually, it's 43 years later. But anyway. Um, also explaining why she come up with the original trilogy is because there'd be too much emotion in that. Right. After, you went to the Matrix, but, Carl. Um, yeah. I did? Yeah, you yes. went to the Matrix did on that hear me? Now oh, we can. Sorry. Now um, we can. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I, said, I, I feel like you could easily, in your fandom, well, you know, maybe you should show up in the original. There'd be too much emotion after Vader. Now, okay. after finding out who Vader really is, yeah. But. Yeah, uh, I, I understand the emotion. I, I just, but, you know, obviously, you know, we didn't get it because George hadn't created her with Filoni yet but uh, the intro to the episode is just you find out she's there's this warlord who's taken over this I, I don't know if she's taken over the planet but she's taken over this part of the planet and Ahsoka wants information from her and she says okay I'll give you a day and then I'm going to come wreck your stuff and obviously you know Hardcore, hardcore fans know Ahsoka's truly not a Jedi because right. she left the Jedi Order. And so then we finally have, you know, Din Djarin land. He brings the child with him. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, where can I, you know, I'm, oh, you know, I'm just, I, I'm still just so, I've watched the episode twice and I'm like, I need to watch it again. But, um, He's like, he's, he's quote unquote asked to find the Jedi and take care of Ahsoka for, uh, this warlord who we also, her, her right-hand man is Michael Bean, uh, from alien and Terminator fame. Mm -hmm. Um, which it was fun to see him. We knew he was going to be in it. I thought he would have a much larger part in, in the overall story of the season, but I'm, if Timothy Oliphant only gets one episode, I understand being getting one episode. Um, <laughs> big fan of Timothy Oliphant over here. Um, so, you know, obviously he goes to find and find Ahsoka. He finds Ahsoka. I I, I just thought the I, just y'all talk. I, I I'm just I'm I'm a little just I let somebody else talk about this. I feel like I'm I'm hogging all the time. So as somebody who didn't watch the Clone Wars, I, when they announced the casting of Rosario Dawson earlier, whenever the, it was announced that she was cast in The Mandalorian, the rumor was that's who she was playing. Yeah. And to see it play out in real time, almost like for us in real life, to see the just her appear, for those who watch the Clone Wars... That's like their nerdgasm right there to say, oh, my God, she's back. Yes. woohoo!" Because we've already had two of those already this, this season, you know, Clone yeah. Wars references. And then for me, what made the episode much more robust wasn't even just that she appeared and she kicked ass and her and Mando had their little tete-a-tete. And that was fine because I like seeing fight scenes all right. the way back to my kung fu loving days. But the connection between her and the child using force connection – Cause y'all forget about that. Y'all, you know, yeah. people who didn't, who don't know about the force thought, 
oh, only the child knows this. No fool. People who are around this this stuff, they know yeah. they know the force. So having them have this psychic conversation, and, and you know, I'm not one to fall for the cuteness of Baby Yoda here, but for people to say, you know, when he met, when they finally figure out the name of Grogu, first off, I said, <laughs> wait, what? Wait, is that like a garbage pail kid name or something like that? But every time his name is mentioned, you see how ecstatic the child gets when Mando goes Grogu and he's like smiling at him like, yay, he knows my name. And he's all like cheerful. Yeah, it's like, oh, I have a name. You know my name. Yay. So seeing that interaction happen and then, you know, the the Easter eggs of hearing Yoda referenced and then she teased. She teased Anakin, uh, you know, the best of us. Man, she, I just, you know, Rosario, I just heart acted man. tail off. She acted her head tails off on that, in that scene. Um, <laughs> it was just like, you, you felt, you, you felt ev- like, who's, who's and, and knowing this, and I'll let Carl speak on it too, because he's, he's actually seen the last season. And and knowing what she went through, in, in even in Rebels in Twilight of the Apprentice when she finds out Darth Vader is Anakin, um, it's kind of heartbreaking for her. It's it just to hear Rosario say that even I know what it can do to a fully trained Jedi. One of the best. It's like whoa! It just puts so much more on. Now going back on that prequel trilogy, and you know I'll let Carl talk talk about that because he, he's actually seen. <clears throat> you know, go for it, Carl. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't really know what to add because I've seen I've seen the whole thing in, in the last season. Um, I really loved her performance as Ahsoka, mm-hmm. um, and I love the sweetness. Because Ahsoka, it can be very sweet. You know, she also can be very badass. Yeah. Um, so she did a great job, be, you know, being true to that character. And then the sweetness she showed the baby, you know, uh, Grogu. Grogu. Um, I, like when, I, I like when Mandalorian says, all right, kid. She goes, Grogu. <laughs> like, you know, he wants to call the kid like all the time, or but um, uh, I thought she was excellent. Yeah. Um, the lightsaber. I, I mean, getting to see lightsaber action in, in the Mandalorian was fun to see, and you know, I mean, she just kicked so much butt, dude. Like, and, uh, it was just so much fun, and I, I, and- I, I. I, I I feel bad. I, I feel bad for the people that this is their introduction to Ahsoka, because mm. they're missing out on that excite that feeling that I think you know fans that have grown to love Ahsoka because we watch those other mediums. Um, got I feel bad for them because they miss out on that emotion and that feeling of like, oh my god, there she is. You know what I mean? And I I I, I definitely say anyone that hasn't. You know, go back and watch it, and you're, yeah, okay, she was a little annoying when they first introduced her in that Clone Wars movie, you know, with the Sky Guy and all that stuff, but she was 14, trying to be cool, whatever, um, but you grow to, like, love her, because not, like, you know what I mean, she's such a great character, and she's right. such a badass, 
And it's not even just because she's a badass. Like, you genuinely, like, care about her. Um, and when you're introduced to her in Rebels, it's just... that That's not that's the another kid. That's not Snips, as Anakin yeah. used to call her. Now, and, and, you know, it's... You, 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 oh, I just, and then the, 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 well, the choreography on that final assault with Mando and her just, I mean, so much, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just the, 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 the fact that Rosario Dawson is just a great actress and, and, and so is Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. acting through that, that full body armor. I felt like I was watching Daredevil when she showed up in Daredevil and she had that immediate connection with Charlie Cox. So I'm going to write it off to, to that as Rosario just being a great actor. And she is. It's a shame that in life that Cory Booker gets to wake up to her every day. But, but, uh, um, I mean, and I forget the, uh, uh, the 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 magistrate's name. I think her name was uh, Morgan Elsbeth. That actress was Sarah Michelle Gellar's stunt double on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Huh. And she's Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Goddaughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I and and that just you you really get to see what Beskar can do. And yeah, it was stopping that, that lightsaber. Staff. And, yeah, and it was, one of the it was lines stopping those lightsabers. Yeah, one of the lines I loved was that's the thing about firsts, good or bad, they're always memorable. And damn, which is a, that's a good line. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is a very Ahsoka. You know what it is too is she definitely portrayed Ahsoka like the Ahsoka you love, but she also gave her because this is Ahsoka at forty something years old. Yes. A wisdom that she really didn't have before you kind of start to see it in the towards the end of the Clone Wars and Rebels, but like there's just you know, she's lived this life a long time and now she's exuding this wisdom that she's gained. And it was a very like I wouldn't say it's a Yoda thing to say, but it's a very like Jedi Master kind of Obi Wan thing to say. Yeah, that was very I mean, Obi Wan of her. Yeah. And um, and I I, I just when she gives him the Beskar staff, he's like, I didn't, I didn't earn this. She's like, but it's, this belongs with a Mandalorian. And I'm just like, Oh, so I, I do want to kind of talk about where I think this is going. Cause I kind of have a theory now. Okay. I, 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 you know, we, we understand that Moff Gideon is looking for the uh, Grogu. Now, as we can now call him, because which, of his count. Yeah. I was just going to say that, which ties into the previous episode because of his medical, he's such medical, uh, that like, which I think comes down to the healing power really. Right. And I'm, so I'm going, I'm, I'm going to, this is, this is me predicting. I haven't read forward or anything. I, I've gone into this completely blind and they've been very good about keeping this stuff off. But I think what we're going to see is we're going, I don't know if we actually see it, but Giancarlo Esposito said, I have a lot of lightsaber fights in this. We've only met one character with lightsabers right now. So yep. I'm wondering if in the next episode, Gideon tracks down to Corvus and 
he comes into with the dark saber versus Ahsoka. If, if I, I wonder if Ahsoka becomes his captive and he's like, not only will I get Grogu's midichlorians, I'm going to get yours too. Um, and I, I have a feeling that we'll see at the, the last episode after everything's going is it revealed that I, I think Gideon gets Grogu and I, you know, and Ahsoka captive as we're going into season three and we find out that um, Gideon's working for Thrawn. Yes. Because you want to talk about a name that goes back with, with Star 90s. Wars. Oh, I, I read those books in high school. Um, but they're like, still Brandon, like highly, highly regarded, even though they're like supposedly not canon anymore. But Right. But I, I mean, at the same time, favorite. we could get that that storyline in a way. I wonder what that means for Ezra. I know an actor has been teasing. I mean, Boss Logic has created uh, three of his little things: one with Ezra, one with uh, Thrawn, and one with Luke Skywalker. Which I think I've I've posted at least the Luke Skywalker at uh, Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. I did see he, that, and I thought that was pretty on the nose, uh, yeah. to be quite honest. He looks and, so much like a young Hamill, except for Sebastian always has a twelve o'clock shadow. But well, why would <laughs> why would an older uh, mid twenties, late early thirties have his five o'clock? Yeah, have his five o'clock shadow. He's he's going to be oh, a wise sure. on Esther. Well, yeah, well, I'm I'm sure when you're out there hunting down remains of the Empire and trying to build a Jedi Academy, you don't have time to shave. But... <laughs> <laughs> and then he had, he he released one of uh, it was Benedict Cumberbatch's Thrawn. So, um, that would which be I interesting. Could see it. I could see it. Yeah, everybody's calling for Lars Mikkelsen to play uh, not Mads, but his brother Lars, who voiced Thrawn on Rebels. Uh, to play live action. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly people are upset that Ashley Exxon didn't play Ahsoka. I think it's a missed opportunity. Not, not you know, to discredit Rosario, but Ashley is Ahsoka. And they, she's a film actress, too. And they should have, I'm like, well, from what I honestly, read, Ashley, Ashley, like, said, yeah, take the role. It'd be awesome. Like, you know, I mean, she kind of gave it a blessing. I, I mean, it was a Twitter is, thing between Rosario and Ashley. I, well, I mean, the thing is, the, the thing about it is, it's like, okay, well, they cast Katie Sackoff as Bo-Katan. I was like, well, but Katie Sackoff is more known for live action roles than she is for voice acting. Right. Um, you know, no, n- nothing against um, Ashley Eckstein, but I'm pretty sure she would agree with it. Live action acting is very different from voice acting. While she may be able to voice act very, very awesomely, she may not be able to do the same thing in live action where your body, you know, you know, I, I watched this thing on, um, on Netflix called, I know that voice. And it's a lot mm-hmm. of voice actors are like, we, we, we work as some of us can't do live action acting. It's, it's just not in us. We can record voices. We can do the inflection that way. But, and and I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I understand where they're coming from with that, but at the same time, it's, you have a character here who you can start another vehicle with. Yes. Um, oh, by the end of this episode, I was like, we're getting an Ahsoka spinoff, which <laughs> I, I'm totally game for because I love Ahsoka. And I have no problems with Rosario playing Ahsoka, to be honest. Like, I thought it was perfect casting. I mean, yes. and she was lobbying for that role years ago because you know, she's like a fan said it. And she goes, I would l- love to play Ahsoka. And I think she tweeted... Ashley Eckstein, and actually Eckstein gave her a blessing then. Now I hear she's kind of upset that she didn't get the role, but whatever. Or no, well, she... No, I, she, I saw... She I played saw, politics good, well, though, Ashley Eckstein, but... She she she, she <clears throat> said, uh, after the episode aired, she tweeted and said, this was fantastic. Way to yeah, go. I, you know, well, stuff like that. Like, maybe people are reading into things that she's said previously, but... No, I'm just saying, like, I remember, re- like, seeing those tweets between her and, and Rosario and she giving her blessing or whatever. Like, I I mean, it was a long time. Like, it was a couple years ago when that was even mentioned that Rosario was awesome to play Ahsoka. You know what I mean? And then when I mean, we heard I, the casting. I, I'm going as far to say this is probably up there with the finale from last year. As one of the best Mandalorian episodes. I mean, and and that may be just the the fan service in me talking, but there was so I mean, I I, I feel like this episode connected this show. The last two episodes really have connected this show to the larger lore. Um, because you've gotten Ahsoka, who had the interaction with Anakin, who had the interaction with Obi-Wan who knew Yoda um, spanning the first two trilogies. And then in the, fo- the the previous episode, you got, you got the connection to the sequel trilogy as disliked as it is and divisive as it is, it's still there. And you still have to say, this is how we get here. Yeah. Um, and, and a show like the Mandalorian could say, okay, now all this stuff, that Ryan and JJ were doing kind of makes sense. Whereas, yeah, that's why I, I think if anybody can enrich that story and make it better, it's Floney and Favreau. Yeah. Um, I just interested in seeing where it goes and like what happens to Grogu. Cause you know, he, you know, obviously lives a long time, just like Yoda. So, you know, where is he during this sequel trilogy? You know, for right. all we know, maybe he doesn't become a tra- Jedi. He doesn't get trained. Well, isn't that the big mind, thing about where where he wound up during Order sixty six? People already yeah. jumped on the internet trying to figure out where was he since he was already he was there when yeah. Order sixty six happened. So who snuck him out? So that's the curious plot line that I right. want to know because everyone remembers Order sixty six, even if you're not a diehard. Because you know, yeah, and- Luke killed. I mean, uh, Anakin killed kids. So obviously, Grogu <laughs> Grogu was a kid. Where'd he go? Did he teleport? Yeah. Did someone kidnap him? So that's well, what I'm I, looking forward to. That was the funny thing about the sequel trilogy is like they put so much emphasis on that lightsaber. And I'm like, dude, do you understand what that lightsaber did? It's like, it's stop, m- ignoring, a lot of people. stop ignoring that fact just because Obi-Wan gave it to Luke. All right. 
it murdered people. Children. It murdered children. children. <laughs> it's a baby killer. Oh, I mean, God. it's it killed, it, killed, it killed children and the same people, too. When he yeah, I mean, when his mom died. Like he, you know, it, it, uh, Order 66 wasn't the first time he killed innocent people, you know, but. Well, um, I, 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 I just, I look forward to where this show is going. And, you know, I, I had somebody say, well, I just want more time with these characters like a Cobb Vanth, like mm. Bo-Katan, like Grief, Karga, and Cara Dune, and now I want more time with Ahsoka. And... Well, real quick, not that... Uh, uh, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're not saying, But since he was at the temple during Order 66, it meant, uh, and she says his memory is hazy, it goes early dark... I wonder if they're going to play into maybe any sort of like force memory, like suppression. Well, even in people in real life and trauma, yeah. you, your brain as a mechanism to protect itself forgets things. Uh, and it was obviously there when Anakin came in and wiped everybody out. So I just, it should be interesting to see if they do anything with baby Yoda and memories or dreams. And maybe they, they show that, that, backstory of him getting pulled out of the temple while Anakin was just slaughtering everyone, you know, and maybe that's why he's also scared in the, there's a lot of darkness there because, you know, you know, as a baby and you're seeing this dude slaughter everybody to him, that's a monster, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, oh, it's interesting to see if they played into that and I'd love to know who saved him, which Jedi yeah. survived or maybe didn't survive, but had time to get him out. Right. Well, I mean, my question, and she says, I can't train him because that scene was supposed to mirror Anakin's scene in uh, uh, Phantom Menace, where it's like, you can't train him. He's, he's, you know, he's too attached. Wouldn't an untrained, an untrained person with this kind these kind of capabilities be more dangerous than even just trying to train him? I mean, it's, it's, to me, yeah, I feel like it's almost a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Right. Because yeah. if you don't I mean, train this not, person, yeah. you know, if you don't more, train this person, you're you're hoping that he doesn't turn out into Darth Vader. But if you do train him, you're kind of giving him the skills to become Darth Vader. So it's like... Well, but you're also, if you don't train him, you're letting him... Um, I mean, obviously he has the power and is obviously going to grow older and figure out how to use it more, but he's going to be more untapped to his motions instead of training right. him in the way of the Jedi to like suppress your emotions and not let them control you. So like you said, it is like you're between a rock and a hard place. David, if you do, David, if you don't, but I feel like the better, the better thing for him would be to train him. So then he can recognize that, Oh, I'm going on a dark path or, you know, you know, and the thing is, I can't train. Well, he's already started. He had started to be trained. He was in the yeah. temple. So it's like, you know, all you're doing is picking up where he left off. I mean, you obviously might have to start from scratch because he obviously doesn't remember everything. But, yeah, I mean, I think it could be worse for him not to be trained. Right. Because then, I mean, look what happened. When she, when he thought Cara Dune was hurting the man on Lorian in season one, he, he forced choked the shit out of her. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he was giving into his emotions. Like, yeah. you know. No, I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I, I, again, like I said, this episode and the next three, we haven't seen anything from it. Nope. Um, you know, it wasn't in the trailer. Um, I'm wondering, you know, we know Bo-Katan is chasing Gideon. Gideon. You know, Gideon is chasing Din Djarin. We know Din Djarin's come into contact with another, you know, midichlorian full individual in Ahsoka. So it's, how is this all going to come together? Um, does Cobb Vanth factor into this somehow? Where's Boba Fett? Um, let's not forget, we saw Boba Fett at the end of episode one, and we haven't seen peep of him yet. Nope. Um, you know, we also get the name drop of Thrawn. Could Thrawn, I mean, I don't think we'll see Thrawn this season, but, you know, next season, season It'd four. probably be a good stinger at the end. Yeah. Um, so I just wonder how the dark saber is going to play into it. Bo-Katan and I mean, they're, they're slowly, but surely like revealing, um, that there's this whole aspect to Mandalore and being Mandalorian that Din didn't know. Yeah. You know, and it'll be interesting. Well, he is a founder. What happens. He's a foundling, yeah. so he wasn't born on Mandalore. He wasn't born a Mandalorian. He was adopted into it. Um, so like she said it was—it's a cult almost, like the the cho- the children right. of the Watch, or a child of the Watch, like um, which is weird because he was part of Death Watch at one point, but then left. Um, right. And they could always but, tie this back into. Um, because I know in Clone Wars, they tried to say, oh, Jango Fett and Boba Fett aren't Mandalorian. But, I mean, if they want to bring back that old that old um, storyline that he was, because he, in the comics and old novels, he was, Jango was the leader of Death Watch. And then dude kind of like had a mutiny because he wanted to rule Death Watch and like kind of like cast him casted him out like betrayed him and then he went into bounty hunting as a way to survive yeah um, um but it'd be interesting you know it'd be interesting maybe maybe we get some more professional wrestlers in as mandalorians later in the season uh, we'll get some john cena you know, or next year no, I, I i was thinking more roman reigns as a mandalorian <laughs> he would yeah yeah he'd, he'd be a very handsome mandalorian too he'd so be a yeah. very big mandalorian but um no, I don't. I don't have anything much to, much else to say. I mean, I we probably sit there and talk for hours, but we've we've been sure. we've been here a while. Um, you listen to the main episode. Listen to this. I I think we're going to sign off for this week, and we will catch you guys next week on episode fifty eight. This has been, and you know, da- for Damien and Carl, I am going to sign off and tell you all. Good night, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.